This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. You're listening to In the Workplace on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here again are Professor Peter Capelli and Dan O'Mara. Hey, folks, welcome back here in the workplace. I'm Peter Capelli. I'm Dan O'Mara. Uh, this is the show where we talk about things going on at work. We've been talking about data analytics in the workplace. We're going to talk now about something way more popular. So if uh, you were you were asleep, put to sleep by the data analytics section, you can wake right up because we're going to talk in this half hour about what it's wor- wor- what it's like to work for... Elon Musk. And with us to talk about this is Julie Bort. She is the chief technical correspondent for Business Insider. So, Julie, welcome. Hi. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, Julie, tell us a little about what Business Insider is and where people can find it. I got a hint already, but tell us. <laughs> well, Business Insider is a, uh, is a very large business publication. Um, we're online, businessinsider.com. So um, I think most people um, have seen a Business Insider uh, story. Uh, we, we have millions and millions of uh, readers. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so we, uh, we do all kinds of stuff from fun things to very in-depth reporting, which is what we did with uh, what it's like to work for Tesla. Yeah. And it's, uh, if you want to read it, it's businessinsider.com, right? Right. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, Julie, let me ask you first about about a little background on the Elon Musk story. Most people probably know who he is. Um, but just a couple of years ago, I would say two years ago, I would say he was thought to be like the coolest person on the planet, you know? <laughs> well, I think a lot of people still think he's the coolest person on the planet. Yeah. And, um, Had yeah, a bad, bad the... year, but yeah. <laughs> and one of the things uh, that we discovered when we talked to, um, we talked to 42 uh people who work at Tesla now or yeah. mm-hmm. um, had recently worked there within the last year. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we discovered when we talked to dozens of Tesla employees is that um, within Tesla, he's still the coolest guy. Oh, really? <laughs> he, you know, there's, oh, a, no there's an absolute, what was described to us as the cult of Elon Musk. Cult of personality, as yes. <laughs> Chair- Chairman Mao yeah. uh, was, uh, used to say. Uh, but let me just back up just uh, a little bit, for, because believe it or not, there are probably people who don't know an awful lot about Elon Musk. Can you tell us just a little about his business career post-Wharton School? Uh, well, you know, he went on to found uh, PayPal with yep. a group of other people mm-hmm. and sold that for big bucks. And, um, you know, he then went on to uh, found uh, SpaceX, which sort of revolutionized and, you know, created this sort of commercial space industry. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. he went on to found Tesla. Mm -hmm. And so this is the company that we're most focused on in in this story. And Tesla um, makes uh, electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. It was the first company to make them cool, right? It was the first company to make them super fast and beautiful and um and, and, you know, get them outside of sort of the tree hugger yeah. zone, which is where they were before. Um, and it also bought Solar City. That was another company that mm-hmm. uh, Musk invested in. So it's doing more than electric vehicles. It's trying to do soup to nuts, um, solar power. And vertical, and, um, yeah, vertically yeah, integrate. The, the, yeah, the people there, you know, really feel like they're sort of helping to save the world. Mm-hmm. You know, they, really, they really feel like they're... They're doing an important mission, and I think arguably they are. You mm-hmm. know, um, they that this company put Detroit on notice, saying you everyone has to have an electric vehicle strategy. Like mm-hmm. seriously, so yep. so 
Yeah, so he um, so he disrupted two very difficult capital-intensive markets. Well, let me ask you, just what happened to SpaceX? Is it still around? <laughs> yeah, SpaceX is okay. does, uh, still around. Does he still own it? Launching rockets, and it's expecting to someday send... Um, you know, people in the space, and you know, mm. talking about colonizing. Elon Musk is talking about colonizing Mars. Yeah, so I don't know yeah. if ultimately SpaceX's mission is to do that, but they certainly are sending rockets yeah. back well, and forth. Now, uh, um, Richard Branson has a rocket company, and Jeff Bezos has a rocket company, a space company. Elon Musk has one. Anybody else? Is this like what you have to do when you're a billionaire now? You have to <laughs> yeah, start well, your own rocket talk company. About in space, they do talk about sort of the billionaire brigade. Yeah. So one of the one of the you know um, ethos of Silicon Valley is we're going to go. We're just going to disrupt the world. We're just yep. going to take our ideas yep. and we're going to mm-hmm. do it everywhere. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know there are billionaires. They're into space. They're helping to create a sort of commercial space industry. They want to send people up into and uh, eventually colonize Mars, and, um, you know, who knows from there. Yeah. So let's get into the Tesla culture. So there's working for Elon Musk, and then there's working for Tesla, since he's had other businesses as well. And Tesla is a place that, as you say, has got an enormous amount of attention. Consumer Reports rated the Tesla the best car ever built, frankly. It got 100 points in its uh, its consumer survey, the top car in the world they rated it, of all the cars they tested. Uh, so it got a ton of attention. There's a big backlog of people trying to um, order Teslas, but uh, it's losing money. The investors aren't particularly happy with it these days, and he's been having uh, kind of a bad year. Let's come back to that in just a second. But tell us, um, first of all, how did you get access to these people to, was it hard? Did you have to twist their arm to talk, or were they spilling their <laughs> wanting want, to talk? You wanted to hear about uh, the reporting mechanics? You don't want to hear about the reporting mechanics. You want to hear about what we found. No, I want to hear about <laughs> Well, here's the question. Was it hard to get these yeah. guys to talk, or were they all happy to talk? Uh, it was a mix. Okay. You know, it's, it's always a mix. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's talk about what kinds of things they, uh, they said. What uh, were they telling yeah. you about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we found out, obviously, you know, we talked to dozens of employees, and we talked to employees all over the spectrum, right? So we talked to happy employees. We talked to unhappy employees. Mm -hmm. There are employees that um, feel like Tesla isn't a reasonable work environment, and they are trying to bring a union in. There Mm -hmm. are, um, we talked to employees that were just newly hired, and um, those that work all over uh, the U.S. So really, really a total gamut. And um, across everything. The one thing we heard from literally everyone, happy or not, is that this is an extremely intense place to work. Okay. Um, and in fact, internally, they call it the Tesla life. Mm-hmm. You're expected to put long hours in. You're expected to put your family on hold whenever there's a crunch at the company. And there always seems to be a crunch at the company. Mm. Um, in my opinion, after talking to these people, my characterization would be that there's sort of a culture of workaholism. Okay. And yeah. um, the leader, Elon Musk, is sort of, is, is literally, the, you know, the, the poster child for that. <laughs> a very intense place to work. So, Julie, how much of that is different than other Silicon Valley companies? I mean, if you were talking to Apple under Steve Jobs, would it be the same, you think? Or is there something distinctive well, here? There, there's defi- definitely an ethic in Silicon Valley. Um, you know, in all fairness to Tesla, there is an ethic in in Silicon Valley that is like that. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, your company is your family and you give it all to the company and you, you, you do show up for crunch times or if you're in a startup mode, you show up and you put a million hours. There, there is. But there, there's sort of 
in most cases, there is sort of a disconnect between, you know, that sort of, um, you know, uh, you know, atmosphere, right, and w the reality of going to work. The reality of going to work is, you know, you can't drive people like that mm -hmm. forever. That just that just that just can't be. Yep. Eventually, companies, um, eventually companies grow up, and um, people do have lives. And I wrote another story s some time ago about all of these engineers who make a lot of money and don't work hardly at all. Really? So there's, there's, a, there's a whole separate culture. When oh. you get high enough up in Silicon Valley, the rest invest folks. Oh, how cool. How do I get that so, job? Um, yeah. So, yeah, so this is different in that, um, this is different in that it, it, it's, it's about Elon Musk, right? And they're always under crunch time mm -hmm. because their fearless leader who works himself into the ground, and I've got stories to tell about that, um, he he is constantly ratcheting up the he's constantly ratcheting up everything on them all the time. Mm -hmm. So they just get to the point where they feel like you know they're they are producing cars at a reasonable level, and he throws out some other new metric that they've got to hit, oh, or okay. he announces a new product, or he announces a new feature. Oh, we're going to add rockets mm -hmm. to our cars now. Oh, Literally, good. we're going to add rockets fun. to cars now, and then they're they're, <laughs> they're stuck figuring out how to do that. So there there there's the sort of natural under-the-gun stuff that they would be under yeah. because they make a very popular set of products, not just the cars, but also the solar products, and they, they're trying to figure out how to manufacture them at volume, mm -hmm. which is difficult. Um, it, it, and then they're, on top of that, they've got this fearless leader who is always sort of throwing moral milestones yeah. at them yeah. publicly. Well, let me ask you a little bit about what he's like as a leader. And just to remind listeners what we're doing, we're talking to Julie Bord, who's the chief tech correspondent for Business Insider, about, his, about her uh, article about Elon Musk and what it's like uh, to work there. So as a leader, so you hear sometimes uh, that some leaders are charismatic leaders, that um, they inspire the people around them to want the vision that they want. And some leaders are people who um, engage the employees by giving them a lot of opportunity and control. And some leaders who really kind of take care of their employees and, you know, make acts of generosity that encourage their employees to respond. <coughs> what do you say about Elon Musk? What, how, what, well, what does he look okay. like? He, for, you know, the employees say, first of all, he's extremely inspiring, right? So he, he's, uh, he's inspiring in the genius um, engineer category that I would put Steve huh. Jobs in, not necessarily um, the same sort of way. But yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So, although he's he, not, just to be clear to people, he's not an engineer, right? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, he's got an engineering brain. <laughs> um, but, but he's not uh, doing the engineering. I mean, he's not in there building this stuff, right? He's got the idea, but it's not like. Well, you there's, know, there's forty thousand people there, but yes, he's everywhere. Uh, this yeah. is Elon Musk's company. This, he. No, I got that. But can everything. I just can I just give you the analogy? This is not like Steve Jobs, who who began with the programming. Right, it's not like he was a key programmer. Elon Musk's not the engineer; he's the business person. Right, his idea, uh, all that stuff. Elon Musk is. I don't think that that characterization is quite right. He is a business person. I mean, people would people would say argue about that, right? Because that's where all the problems are coming in, from actually building build, doing the business side of things. You know, the SEC just sued him today for for a street tweet yep. about possibly going public. Yep. So Let's come back to that in a minute. Yep. Yeah. So, but um, he is a genius 
that can take difficult engineering problems and come up with new solutions. So that's his genius in the world, right? Okay. Okay, and so... Can you give so, us an example of what, what well, that is I, from I, one I, of the companies? I, 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 I want to talk about how he's inspiring people. Okay. Um, um, but, and, and that sort of rolls into this, right? Okay. So, that, so that's his genius. His genius is to be able to look at something that's never been done before, build a super-fast electric vehicle, mm-hmm. and, and come up with enough of it that it can, it can then be done, right? So um, in, in sort of the same way as Steve Jobs, there's a lot of people that say Wozniak was the big engineering genius mm-hmm. there, right? And um, Steve was the one that just said, figure it out. So, um, you know, they're, they're not the same sort of people, but I would just say parallel, right? So I would, I would say parallel in the same way that they inspire people, okay. sort of what we're talking about, right? And that, so Elon Musk has already busted through all of these barriers, mm-hmm. right? He's done mm-hmm. it. And so he inspires people by pushing them really hard and to do things that they didn't think were possible. And lo and behold, they become possible. So, um, and he also works as hard or harder than anyone there. Okay. Um, so he's so, a role, role model leader, in that uh, sense. In, in his own way, right? Yeah. So, um, so, he's, so everyone said he was inspiring that way. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like they, that they... That he pushed them, that he came up with ideas, mm-hmm. that he that he was always he, he was always willing to try new things. And um, if if anyone had an idea of how to make Tesla better, he was he was all about it. He was he was trying it. He was and, is he a um, kind of leader who walks the floor that people know and see him and they who would know their of. name. He's also extremely famous and um, adored. So he walks the floor. He is that kind of leader. But then think Beatlesque Beatles. You okay, know? like mm-hmm. there's there his. His, the people inside Tesla that adore him, they applaud for him, you know, when mm-hmm. he speaks to, to employees, you know, you know, and they, they're, they're, we, we heard stories about employees that were told, um, oh, go hang out at this part of the hallway and you'll see Elon Musk pass by. Oh. So he's, he's everywhere all the time, is mm-hmm. what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, he's asking uh, production line workers, how does this work? Always trying to make things better. You know, they've got, they've got more orders for cars than they can build, so they're yeah. under the gun there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he's inspiring that way. And at the same time, he's also, we've heard, you know, a very frustrating, extremely frustrating person to work for, um, according to some of the people that, that worked most closely with him. Because? What's um, he doing? It's frustrating. Yeah, there's a whole list of things, right? Tell, and tell. So one of them is, like, one of them is that um, he's just constantly tweeting out these new business objectives. Oh, so okay. So these aren't well-planned mm-hmm. out things. Okay. People find out about it in a tweet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. You know? I think we have a president like that, right? Who's ah, just <laughs> yeah. People have compared the two. Yeah. People have compared the two compulsions. Okay. The same sort of way. So this yeah. is impulsive. He's impulsive about business issues that have consequences yeah. for the employees, right? I don't know if he's impulsive or not. Like, people, people um, have also told us that they thought he knew what he was doing. Mm. They thought he always knew what he was doing when he was sending out these tweets. Okay. Like, uh, a tweet might be a distraction, right? Because Tesla wasn't going to meet a certain metric that they had promised, or that you know Tesla might have had some bad news over here. So he was doing something over here, right? Does that make sense? Yep. But distracting. I, yeah. From mm-hmm. I, I would say anyone that's really closely analyzed the company would say yes, there might have been a short-term <laughs> boost by that sort of distraction, but he doesn't necessarily see all the consequences that could land on his head okay. by behaving this way, okay. right? So I don't know that it's completely, you know, impulsive, off, off, his cu- off the top of his 
head kind of a thing. Um, but in, in, in any case, so that's, he's extremely frustrating to work for okay. in that way. He also, other people had, had compla- complained that part of Tesla's problem is that he's a micromanager. Oh, okay. He's not very great at mm-hmm. project management. Yeah. You yeah. know, he, mm-hmm. his genius is figuring out how to solve these really difficult problems. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not in then, you know, actually the details. executing on a, <laughs> right. on a plan, right? right. Those, are, right. those are often right. very different skills. So let me ask a little bit about the context here. So in, in a lot of organizations um, that get to be successful, there has to be, or at least we think there usually is, a layer of managers around the founder who know how to rent stuff. What What is around Elon Musk? Is it is, is there anybody well, around there? What's it look like? At Tesla, at Tesla, what we heard over and over again is that, you know, they're almost like Tesla equals Elon Musk. Elon Musk equals Tesla. His okay. leaders are everywhere. He, okay. is, he is the kingpin around which all of it is floating. Hmm. So although he definitely has senior um, people uh, uh, reporting to them, and um, we did hear that fe- people did feel, some people felt that they had autonomy in their jobs, you know. Uh, um, we heard other people didn't, that he could come and in a moment's notice be like, yeah, I don't like the way this looks, or I don't like the way this is behaving, or mm, this isn't yep. functioning, it just yep. kill this whole project mm-hmm. you just spent did you months. Did you get a different yeah. sense from people based on where they were in the organization, the hourly people feeling one way and the management people feeling another? Did you notice any pattern well, it there? It was sort of like you were either in an Elon Musk camp <clears throat> or you were frustrated by the way Tesla operates. Okay. It sort of fell in those sorts of things, and we found people all the way from higher management down to production workers that fell in both camps. Okay. Because, you know, when... It, there's been... Um, I don't need to tell you this, obviously, but, you know, in my research, <laughs> there's a theory that, you know, when you're asking employees to show up and work 70 hours a week on a mm-hmm. regular basis, that isn't camaraderie. That is really just poor management, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right? it burns them out. Ex- yeah. Execution. It's not to say that there isn't times when something goes wrong and everyone has to like pull pull the yeah. bootstraps up and show up. Yeah. But if that's really the way you're operating your company, you know, there's a there's a very well-made business argument to say that's really just poor management. Yeah. If there everything um, is a crisis, there's something yeah. wrong. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. Tesla operates where everything's a crisis, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so there are two sides to that. There are people that feel inspired by it, hmm. that, they, that they love it. And we saw that, what's super interesting is we saw that, you know, from the bottom all the way up to the top, right? They're, they're, like, again, we said the happiest of test employees were those that self-described themselves as workaholics, and mm-hmm. they all believed in the mission. They really thought they were saving the world. Okay. So you had those sort of two things going for you that like made you want to show up okay. and build electric vehicles. Which do you think was which side, you think was more important? Is it mission or is it uh, charisma? But, but, charisma? But hang on. I, I just want to finish this thought okay. really quickly. Sorry. But on the other side, you had people, even in that camp, feeling exhausted by it all and feeling... Um, in feeling that the, that the working conditions were unfair and that they were constantly being called in and they couldn't have family lives and something needs to change within this company. Yeah. So all the way through. You know, I'm wondering about, uh, Dan, maybe when you were in MBA school, did you remember a case called The Soul of the New Machine? Was that before your time or after your time? Uh, before or after. Mm. I don't remember. Don't remember. Uh, yeah. What company yeah. was it about? Uh, the Soul of the New Machine was a famous book about uh, the building of a particular computer at the company then called Data General. And uh, it was basically about how a manager, this guy was a very effective manager, 
got a small group of mainly young people to work unbelievably hard to crack uh, a complicated problem. Uh, and uh, he did it, in his case, everything was intentional. He knew exactly what he was doing, you know, to create certain insecurities and then create in- interdependence between people and make them feel obligated and all this kind of stuff. And one of the punchlines at the end is people felt they had achieved something really great, um, but they also would never do it again. Yeah. Uh, so, Julie, do you get a sense from, is that the sense you get from these folks? We're really inspired, but, you know, particularly people who quit, I never want to do anything like this again. <laughs> Well, you know, they have a pretty, the, the data shows that they have a pretty high turnover rate, even by Silicon Valley standards. Okay. It's, not, it's not abysmal, mm-hmm. but it's on the lower end, right? So people are staying about two years. Two <laughs> years? It's feeling really? like it was a long two years. No it kidding. There's a lot wow. of turnover in key areas, wow. sort of like um, the, the autopilot folks, you know, that are trying to build self-driving car capabilities yeah. into Tesla. Yeah. There's a lot of turnover there. So, yes, I, I would say that's, a lot of people feel that way. Okay. Um, it, I want to put in one other thing that I just found really fascinating when I was talking to these people about this workplace was we're also talking about the Bay Area, right? Yep. So mm-hmm. the Bay Area is just super expensive, and um, it's got a lot of haves and have-nots. And so Tesla is one of the few manufacturing facilities there. It's in Fremont. It's yep. like right mm-hmm. in the East Bay. And um, we, so one of the things that I found interesting is that I talked to people who – loved the company, loved the hard work, loved the fact that they had endless hours um, because it was just so much better than their alternatives. One guy said, oh, you know, wow. before he started at Tesla, he was living in his car. Huh, you know, really? And now he's ready to buy a house. Huh, no kidding. But, you know, and so you take that into, to, you got to take that into account. This, these people, you know, some of them, you know, so they don't want the union coming, yeah. right? Yeah. They, they feel sure. like they don't want that. At the same time, you're wondering, well, yeah, Working at Tesla and being able to buy your house and working 70 hours a week and, you know, yeah. eight days a week, or obviously there's not eight days a week, I'm exaggerating, yeah. but working all the time, um, it, you know, is, is, you know, they may love that now, mm-hmm. but are mm-hmm. they being taken advantage of? Well, what, what, you do you, what are these guys getting paid? That's one, one way maybe to get a handle on this. Um, do you have a sense? Yeah. So they're getting market. I mean, some people, uh, we, heard, we heard complaints that um, they felt like they were being a bit underpaid. Um, and that also depends on who you're talking to, right? So there, my research showed that they were getting market rate um, in pretty much all the job, jobs, right? Um, but the, the difference is when you're getting into, like, the engineering side, you know, the, the more higher-paid jobs at Tesla, mm-hmm. yeah. they, could go, they could drive across the bridge um, at Fre- uh, Fremont, uh, meaning they could drive over to where, say, a Facebook works. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, Tesla has no perks. So oh, really? engineers hmm. are used no to, No free coffee? You know, no free coffee, that's uh, <laughs> And they have free coffee, they have free <laughs> drinks, they have, you know, a few snacks in this, the workroom. Yeah. They have more perks for the working class people. Those people are thrilled with the perks, right? Really? Because they, huh. they may have not had anything, right? And huh. at least they can okay. go in and get some oatmeal. Okay. But compared to with the Googles and the Facebooks and even most of the startup culture yeah. in Bay Area, there's nothing. There's yeah. not like laundry service, yeah. free, free gourmet food. Oh, my there's gosh. No, <laughs> yes. Right. There's no, there's no. Like we have. These, yes. <laughs> There's none of these kinds of perks that they're yeah. that they're used to. Um, there isn't um, even sort of financial perks, you know, like at some of these companies, they'll get big, they could get these big stock Auction, Options and things, they don't have those? Yeah, well, they get, uh, everyone gets stock as mm-hmm. part of their pay, mm-hmm. but there's um, there's bigger uh, 
uh, what's the word I want to use? There's bigger like uh, chunks. <laughs> yeah, elsewhere. Of stock grants engineers mm-hmm. can sort of get if they hit. So, Julie, but, before we let yeah. you go, let me ask you about yes. if you could play management consultant for Elon Musk. What would you tell him to do differently? I mean, certainly there's some things he seems to be brilliant at, but other things maybe I, not I so. Do. Good. I have advice for the company. Okay. Well, before I jump into that, I just want to share one of the. The, 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 the funny stories that I think... Oh, please do. Yep. please do. Yeah, please do. You know, like what it's like working at, at, at Tesla. And that is literally everybody had stories of finding Elon Musk asleep under like under a table or in a conference room. Really? Like he's, they're all finding him asleep somewhere. Huh? So he, like he works himself to death and he doesn't get enough sleep. And, you know, obviously there was a big scandal about, you know, uh, you know he said he was taking Ambien and is he ambient tweeting or whatever yeah. but um I, I just found that sort of amazing like where have you ever mm-hmm. worked not mm-hmm. to mention the guy's a billionaire i mean he could put a bed you <laughs> would think office. so yeah he really needs the nap at work or well, a comfy couch comfy couch so says that, yes. that was just like that was like a crazy it only well you have one months. you have yeah. one in the article i think about uh him going to dinner in the factory you want to tell that story yeah 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 so yes another story we had well you know like it's it's elon's world so, um, as people described it to us, so, you know, we heard a story of him taking what sounded an awfully, like, awful, like a date. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? And I suppose if you do own a Tesla factory, what better place, way to impress a woman is to take her there. I don't um, know. So, Let yeah. me check with Michelle here, our producer. What do you think? <laughs> Hot date or no? I'm okay with that, yeah. She's okay with a, your own factory. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, Tesla uh, contested that description of it. I just have to okay. say that it was a working it was a working dinner. It was a working dinner, but it was <laughs> it was in a um, conference room with white tablecloth and all that kind of stuff. And and then you know, pay, playing management consultant, I would say what I, I would say the captain obvious thing. I mean, this is literally the captain obvious thing, and that is he needs a competent and empowered COO. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's SpaceX. They have Gwen Shotwell. You know. Yep. And mm-hmm. um, that's what he needs. A Tesla, so he's got to be able to, um, you know, step back from his micromanagement style and get someone in there who is empowered by the board to make right. decisions. That's, right. the, that's the, the issue. Someone who can execute. Mm-hmm. Let him be the visionary. Mm-hmm. Let him inspire the workers, and yeah. then let someone else come in and come in and make sure that this is a sane and safe place to work. Um, that right. would be my advice to them. Yep. And no, that, I think maybe yeah. they might inch closer today after the news with the. SEC, um, you know, asking that he, you know, they're suing, and one of their things that they're asking for is that he no longer be allowed to be an officer at a publicly traded. Oh wow! Company. And this yeah, was because of his. This was his tweet saying, yeah. "I'm thinking about I. I might take right. the company private, right? Right, right. With, so without consulting with the board, and it has a big effect on share price and all that kind yeah. of stuff, right? Uh, it was yeah. yes. It was a, it's it's a big fiasco that just keeps unrolling bigger and bigger mess for Elon. Uh, um, we'll see if it gets that far. I, I find it, I, I, as a journalist, I find it jaded that yep. it would kind of get that far. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. certainly the board must be, at this point, stepping up and saying, okay, yeah. you know, we, we have to think of, of something. And the captain, obvious thing, is a very empowered right. COO. Yeah, that sounds that like good advice. advice. Yeah, I think you're right. A lot of people agree with that. I think the problem is the kind of people who really need chief operating officers are exactly the kind of people who don't want yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are willing to <laughs> undercut them, yeah. So very cool stuff. Julie, thanks very much for being with us. Julie Bort is the chief tech correspondent for Business Insider. And her new article is about the 70-hour weeks and the WTF emails at um, Elon Musk's company, Tesla. We're going to take a break right now. 
and check our own management style out. And we'll be right back with you in a minute. We're going to talk about some items in the news. See you in just a bit. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. 